Hey guys, thanks for watching Ike Live. It's brought to you by Mystery Tackle Box. Please check them out. They've got a great product. Go to mysterytacklebox.com. If you use the coupon code Ike Live, you get 50% off Sweet. your first pro box. That's $12.50 <laughs> for a almost $50 value of baits in this box. Hey everybody, welcome back to Ike Live. I hope you're having a wonderful Sunday evening. I know we are. We're enjoying some founders and whiskey, Dave. And, yes, we transitioned. Yeah, Dave, thanks for taking initiative there to pour the whiskey. Yeah, Roger that. Yeah, and I think you said it was Brian's gift that he never took that we're enjoying. None of you guys drank my Christmas gifts. I see your American honey sitting there, Brian's whiskey, and yeah, I well, drank we're some drinking of Becky's vodka. We needed somebody. <laughs> you ungrateful bastard. We needed someone to force feed us. Zach, but Zach, if, Zach, Zach is a, a 20-year-old. You can't get credit for drinking the liquor I gave you. You're supposed to. Oh, he's All 21. Right. Hold on, he's Zach. 20, it's official. He's 21. What are you, three? 21. Huh? I'm 21. No, what microphone? <laughs> he's microphone two, but he's 21. All right, Zog. The Primal Urge is amazing tonight, too, by the way. You're still cool, sort of, yeah. So anyhow, we're it's actually uh, Scotch. It's Johnny Walker. Oh, it's Johnny Walker. Okay. It's really good. It's, it's delicious. Zog, pop your head in there. There's Zog right there. There I am. There All you right. go. Okay, Zog. And you're out. <laughs> and you're out. Uh, it's been a great show so far, and we still got another segment coming up, so hang in there with us. Of course, tonight we're talking all about the Big Bait Posse video, Big Bait Posse, talking about big giant swim baits, talking about big bait fishing, that whole movement, uh, you know, starting in the, I guess, the, the early to mid-90s, of course, up to the release of this video, which was 2007. And beyond, you know, um, just a just a really cool part of the sport that happened. Uh, I got to be a part of that video. It was a great experience. Uh, so glad I was part of that. Um, also, let me remind everybody, uh, if you're at Facebook, uh, go over and like and share. This is the last segment. If you've got a chance, like and share that Facebook feed. You're going to be entered to win this amazing Ike Live gift bag. Uh, and it's loaded with big, big stuff. Uh, you tell me, Bri, whatever you think. Let's I do it after. It. Do it after? Do it now? Okay. Um, we are the only live podcast that does a Mystery Tackle Box unboxing, and we just got done talking big baits for our, over an hour. So we're going to go ahead and do our uh, Mystery Tackle Box unboxing. We're opening a pro box tonight. And nice. as I always mention, the beauty – of this box comes to your doorstep. Look at that. It's got the address right on there. Comes straight to your doorstep. The beauty of this box is it puts baits in front of you that you might not normally go and get yourself. Uh, color, size, uh, you know, weird shapes. Gives you something new to try. And I love that about Mystery Tackle Box. And I also love this. I love breaking the seal. And I usually just use this pen. There it goes. There's the pop of the seal for the first time. You can even smell it. Smell it. <sighs> You smell that? <laughs> it smells like fresh oil. Hey, look at that! Yes! I knew that was going to happen. Of course it did. I'm going to pass it over to Dave, yeah. but uh, this is our norm. Um, we're going to grab one and pass it along. What'd you get? I've got a swim bait in my mystery tackle box. Of course you did. Uh, of course we did. We're talking big bait fishing. Dude, this is a really cool swim bait. Bri, I got to tell you, I'm, 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 this might not go back in the box. This might stay with me. This is a Savage Gear 3D Bluegill. Wow. What I like about this swim bait 
is it's not oversized. So uh, for guys that are on the East Coast, New Jersey, this is the size of a lot of bluegill the fish are feeding on. This is a four-inch bait. It's a jointed bait. has three segments. got a great color pattern. And last but not least, Bri, this Savage Gear jointed uh, bluegill swim bait. It's a hard sw- – actually, it's a soft swim bait. I take that back. Yeah, it's a soft bait. It's a soft bait. has two hooks on it. has a top hook. And it has a treble on the belly okay. that you can take off. So pretty, pretty cool bait uh, from Mystery Tackle Box Pro Box. Savage Gear. Savage Gear. Dave, what do you got? I'm going to open this up. All right. I'm what gonna, do you got, Dave? I'm going to go with uh, the Guggen Drop Shot bait here. Oh, yeah. I have a Dragon Drop, man, from Guggen Baits. Pretty cool. What's the, yeah. sh- is, what's the shape? Is it a straight tail? Or? No, it's almost like what uh, what were those ones? that the, the Gobi. Remember the Gobi one that guy made back in the day when the Gobies first came around? Oh, the X-Zone Slammer? Yeah, little yeah. slammer. It's, it's flat on the bottom. It's yeah. a, it's a decent little okay. uh, decent little bait. All right. From Guggen Baits. Nice. All right. Brian the Carpenter, what do you got? Uh, I've got a jig from uh, I can't read it because I'm 47 years old and my here, eyes here, are here, shot. Here, here, here. Hold on. Did you ever think 20 years ago we'd, I'd be loaning you my glasses? I don't. Here, take oh, my God. Yeah, no, it. do it. Do it. Come and on, get, get a full screen right here. you can't see shit, why wouldn't you want to Do a full on? screen so we can highlight this later. <laughs> hey. <laughs> P. I can't see. Oh my God! Some, Dude, some, can you really not read what that is? Get you some contact. What's wrong right? with you, man? It says pace. I don't know. Cliff pace. Venom. V and M. Oh, V and M jig. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. First, the, first the 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 the, the X24. Then my vent. Now I can't see. No, no, the whole getting old listen, things about Listen, it, 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 you can see that that V is not very, it's not very V-ish. Thank all right, you. yeah, now it, it, it ain't you. Yeah. <laughs> no, I look, it looks like an F. It looks like a like a low case F. And uh, riot baits, we got some riot baits here. Little uh, little drop shot bait. They make a cool bait. It's got a little little stinger tail. On yeah. It, little puffy yeah. ball on the end. Riot's got some cool stuff. Like, yeah. Maybe that Jimmy John will rise up. What else we got? We got a Bagley. Some crazy looking Bagley. Oh, an old ba- Bagley. Yeah. Ooh. And uh, what else? And some uh, some crawls from Ten Thousand Fishes. The saw crawl. Saw crawl. I like it. I yeah. thought these riot finesse worms looked really good. I was going to grab that instead riot, of the, the Guggen. Riot's money and uh, and that Jimmy John over there. Yeah. All right. So Dave, I do have to tell you this real quick. So. Uh, flea market today yeah brian was there hanging out for a little bit yeah i called him and we had rich plotkins in the house and we also had big john milchanowski in the house as well wow and and uh what's his face oh and ed voluntad voluntad yeah. in the house no ed's ed's all over the place oh ed's yeah. all over the place ed's yeah not, yeah it's yeah. not a white rhino man no it's hustling it's hustling <laughs> dude's yeah. around man yeah he's around but it was cool because yeah. we had a little old top rod reunion it how was about kinda that neat. yeah yo milch is 70 milch is milch is up there dang yeah, yeah he's still getting around okay though yeah <laughs> well, what's that mean does he, does he have a cane he, he has did, a cane. He did have a no, because they always say that when a dude has a cane. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it without even knowing. He had a he does cane. Have a cane, but he's getting around all right. Yeah. He's getting around all right. Yeah. He, he, we, we were talking, and and it is. It, I want to put you guys Mills on the spot. Is a typical gigantic Pollock, right? Oh yeah. He's like six three. Yeah. Two two sixty. Yeah. I do want to put you guys on the Shoebox spot. Shoebox hands. Uh huh. Now that these guys are are getting older, and you know it's a reality. You know what I mean? People get old. Like after seeing John today and getting to talk to him, and he. 
he was like, yeah, and I went up and saw Bert, and, you know, Bert had, like, a little stroke, and, you know, Did he? he had a little stroke last year. He's still, Bert, okay. Bert's a guy from our club yep. back in the day. Yeah, Bert Huffman, oh, shout man. out to Bert. Uh, Bert had a little stroke last year, but he's, but it was, like, a minor stroke. He's still doing okay, but he lost a little, I think it was his left side or whatever, but oh, I, I, I'm sitting here talking to John, I'm like, dude, we gotta, we gotta do a little top reunion. rod reunion trip for the, you know, for us and for them. At some point, I mean, we're all that? we're all getting older. It'd be really special. We some need to places do it, don't dude. have big boats. We're not getting roughed up. Like, you know? and my vision of it is to just go up to Bert because he's in Maine. Yeah. It's an amazing trip anyway. Tons of little sure lakes up there. Uh, well, when John saw him last year, he was okay. Yeah, all right. All right. but anyway, we could figure out the place. I think right. we should do it. Right. I think we should rustle up, even if it's like a two-day thing. What would that reunion consist of? Who would be in it? I, I'd like to see a lot of those old original original guys. You know. So like Ed, Rich. Ed, yeah. Invite, Chris, invite Crazy Chris. Chris. You know? <laughs> you know, John McGraw, you know. John McGraw. You know, Big John. Uh, Kenny, Burt. Kenny and Burt. Kenny can get on Burt's shoulders. Brian McGlernan. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> dude, can you imagine what a what a what a crew? What a reunion! That I already would be. bailed on the whole thing. We'd have to we'd, we'd, we'd have to we'd have to order like a case of Ben Gay, <laughs> geriatrics, and heating pads. You know what I mean? We're lucky if we get this this down at Cooper River. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Have him come here, fish on Palatine. That's it. Seriously, That's that might bad. be the best case scenario. We got, got a badass fish tank. Uh, might be the best case scenario. Oh, yeah. Give me a couple of minutes. I'm going to set up our two. All right. Cameras. All right. Uh, listen to me. Hang in there with us. Um, we've got one more segment, and we're talking to the remaining two of the original uh, Big Bass Posse video. Of course, we're going to be talking to Paul's brother, Sean, uh, and we're also going to be talking to Justin Kerr, uh, two guys. When you talk about West Coast fishing, dude, uh, it, it'd be like saying – you know, Ed Callen out here on the East Coast. Uh, he, these guys are phenomenal in the West Coast arena. So many boats won between those two guys. I cu- couldn't even imagine how many boats they've won uh, between the two. But um, they were part of this movement as well. And, and some of the first guys to really show the power of big bait fishing uh, in a new way, you know, through this DVD. So can't wait to get these guys on the phone chat with them a little bit as well um let me remind you if you're watching on facebook like and like and uh share that feed for a chance to win that also if you have a question or comment uh when we get justin and sean on please hit us up on the im board and if you're following through on social media hit us up on uh at ike live show instagram twitter or facebook apparently i should be on tiktok too According to uh, Matt, it's Newton. huge, dude. It's huge. <laughs> it is huge, isn't it? I, dude, I, here's the thing with TikTok. I can't imagine taking it on another social media platform. <laughs> it's so much work to, to handle three. And the other thing is, I feel I do feel talking about geriatrics. I feel o- too old for TikTok. Am yeah. I too old, Zog? Am I too old for TikTok? No, we can get you on there. You think so? Yeah. I don't know, man. What the hell is it, dude? I don't know what the, it's a social media platform. It ticks and it talks. It's, like Vine, it's like Vine. It's a content platform. Oh. I don't know if I can do that. Um, Brian, we've got them. Uh, we do. I'm just okay. Re-cropping. Okay. Uh, we're going to be talking with Justin and Sean here in just a second. And uh, hang in there with us because this is, a, again, a special a special reunion for me to to go all the way back to this this video the making this video um 2007 it seems like an eternity ago uh to me it 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 seems like yesterday but um 
this was a game changer. This Big Bass Posse video was a game changer from seeing swim baits and big baits for the first time nationally from the perspective of capturing content, showing it in a way it's never been shown. This this thing was a game changer, man. And so many people I meet still. I told Brian, Brian, we talked about this. Still to this day, I'll do a boat show. I'll do a seminar somewhere. And I'll have people bring up the Big Bait Posse video. That's pretty – dude, that's – you you know it's been powerful when people from that long ago say, remember it, you know? Hell yeah, dude. It's a powerful thing, man. It's a very yes. powerful thing. Legendary. Legendary. And having it on YouTube again is nice so all the young bucks yeah. and, can, um, can get to see it. Shout out to Kent Brown. He t- just texted me a little while ago and, and um, you know, Kent's a West Coast guy and – and he was saying, you know, just complimenting how awesome it is to hear from these guys again. And he said that video is going to have a second life. And, uh, you know, I think I, it I is back kind of like Bohemian Rhapsody, you know, hit top, you know, the top of the charts twice. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like that. Yeah. It's I, the I Patterson agree. Gimlin fellow of uh, film of bass fishing. dude. you know the Patterson Gimlin one was? That was the Bigfoot in California back in the day. Bigfoot? Walking across the creek bed. Yeah. Patterson? Two, oh, the video. Patterson Gimlin. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, it was refuted over and over. No, nah, it's been proven true. But it's yeah. true video. <laughs> Absolutely. No, hell I'm a true believer. That's yeah. bullshit. <laughs> That's All bullshit. Right, that, that video. All right. Joining us now via Skype, we've got the last two remaining members of the original Big Bass Posse video. Uh, Sean Bailey, Justin Kerr joining us on Ike Live tonight. What's up, guys? How you doing? How you doing What's tonight? On, Good to see you. Good to see you guys. What's uh, what's cooking? What's new? You know, just had a baby, got married. Yes! Congrats. <laughs> Congrats on you. the baby, at least, right? <laughs> Congrats on both. I got uh, two kids and uh, not married yet, but probably soon. So, All right. same boat on. Here's the first thing I want to start with. And I said the same thing to the guys we just had on. As I look at this video and I reminisce on the time, mm-hmm. uh, 2007, isn't that incredible that that I many know. years passed? I know. It flies. I mean, it's it's crazy how long ago it was and how long we've been fishing when we actually think about it. And uh, it, it just it goes by too fast, man. <laughs> so, yeah, it, what blows me away, what blows me away is when we made that video – it was kind of like an, the end of an era for us. Uh, we had already been doing it for, you know, almost 10 years on that lake and, you know, decided to let the cat out of the bag kind of at the very end there when they stopped putting trout, trout in the lake. And, you know, all of us were getting more and more into tournament fishing. And, you know, I moved away and Paul moved away and then Justin moved away. And uh, it, it, it was like perfect timing for us to kind of be like, this is like the, a cap of an era for us and let this video out and kind of, show the world what, what what our life was about for 10 years, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I, well, I, I said the same thing uh, to, in the first segment to the other guys, and I want to say it to you. It, it's hard because when I look back at it, you know, I, I remember that day and I remember the time and I remember it just being – just felt normal. Just felt like, you know, a bunch of guys that love to fish, a bunch of fish heads getting together just to have yeah. fun. And – but but now you flash forward all these years later, and it was such a big thing 
do, do you guys ever think about that? Do you ever look back at that time and say, you, you know, we were at the forefront of something that has become much bigger? You know, the big bait movement, the swim bait movement, and e- even the way that people look at fishing, you know, it, it was happening. But I don't, I don't think I realized it was happening at the time. I look back on it now and I'm like, holy shit. I can't believe I was involved in that. Do you ever have those moments? Go ahead, yeah. Justin. Go first. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I do for sure. And, you know, I, and the whole Big Bait Posse, I, I got very fortunate by Sean to uh, let me in on that little secret that was going on at the time of uh, when, you know, obviously the Huddleston had been out and we've been using that, and, you know, optimum swim baits and stuff like that. And uh, when that triple trout came out, you know, I had no idea that you know any of that was going on and sean goes okay i'll finally tell you and uh you know i went out with him he says just throw it right there and i literally threw it right there and caught an eight pounder right away so it was pretty incredible and we just ran with it and um you know to do it that long ago and to see so much swim bait how it's involved in rods and reels and you know a lot of the stuff that i i wish i knew uh you know, back then, you know, you would have put 10 times more fish in the boat, you know, yeah. the hooks. So um, it's it's pretty incredible to be in the, you know, beginning parts of it. You know, I wasn't really necessarily doing it as long as Sean and uh, Matt were, but uh, I definitely got my fair taste of it. So it was pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was neat, you know, being and, I, and I'm never going to say we were even close to the first ones to ever throw swim baits. I mean, like, like you know, I, I watched the whole show before you guys called me. And like Matt said, you know, Jim Mason and Butch Brown. And, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, there, there was a, a handful of guys and then a whole bunch of guys that I don't even know that were throwing swim baits. Um, we weren't the first, uh, but, you know, we were we were early on in it. And, you know, it was it was an era to where I don't know if it can it can be, you know, be done again you know like what paul and matt were saying earlier i don't know if there's another set of guys that can have the uh the core you know craziness to go out and get this footage Um, yeah you know it was it was a fun time to be a kid you know we were in our teens and uh early 20s and we were didn't have you know steady jobs and families and we were we were crazed little maniacs at the lake every day just trying to figure out a bite and just trying to you know catch another fish we used to get mad when we catch a 10 you know not when we were filming the video but like when we were just fun fishing before we you know we're doing the video like you know i'd catch a 10 and i'd be upset you know and it sounds stupid you know like now <laughs> yeah, it does <laughs> really stupid <laughs> but it's you know and i and i, and I don't want to sound like egotistical or like like i'm a, a moron you know what i mean but like we were chasing t- high teen fish you yeah. know we, we wanted teen the high teen fish and of course we all wanted a world record but like you know you, you you get a bite after you know a few hours of fishing and you get it in the boat and like you know you bounce it you boat flip it it's a 10 and it's like i would just kick it and be like get out of here and just go about my day because I, I, was I was mad but like i was disappointed that it, that i didn't you know catch a 15 and it was only a 10 and it sounds stupid. It's crazy. And I don't care what people say. It is stupid to say it, but that's how we felt back then. Yeah, it's it's yeah. crazy. It's so it's so crazy to think about you know how many big fish you guys were catching and how many were documented in this video. But it definitely, mm-hmm. dude, it goes beyond you know just the swim baits, the big baits, the techniques. And we mentioned a little, but I I want to touch on it again here. 
it's the whole feel of what was created in this video, you know, and yeah. and the analogy that I give is is you know skateboarding, BMX, surf surf videos, the early videos, DVDs, and those okay. sports changed and created a whole new group of athletes in those sports. And I think Absolutely. this video did that in fishing. You know, look, honestly, look at it because pre Big Bass Posse fishing guys look sort of the same you know they look the same they acted the same there was this flatness in in the sport and when you look back you know now guys are you know there's there's the momentum the movement the sound the feel the way they dress the caps the everything that was portrayed in this video all these years later it's the norm do you, do you ever think about that i mean you guys you got literally this video changed the way people act in fishing, the way people dress. It's nuts. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Well, at that style, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, like I said before, it, it, it totally changed, you know, going into, you know, after us, people would make these videos and they put the music to it and, and the whole deal. So, uh, we kind of knew that, you know, that, that was way it was, it was, flowing so yeah. um it, it's definitely uh we try to need to maybe get another one going yeah <laughs> we, we talked we talked about it. i'd love to see it i know there's a lot of people that would love to see uh a big bait posse two come out that would be unbelievable it would be insane yeah i mean we, we definitely weren't the first but we were the first to document it the way we did right and, you know the credit goes to my little brother paul with the whole like the whole feel of the video with the music and like they said the skateboard surfing aspect of it um we, we all kind of had like an agreement on how we were going to do the video we were going to you know each person was going to have a segment to music you know to a song but they really put it together and they did all paul did all the editing and like with kurt and all those guys i mean without them there's no way we could have done this there was no like you know editing software for a mac or any kind of gopro yeah. software so yeah to to do any kind of editing, you had to go to like a studio and, and, you know, we got quotes and it was like, you know, yeah, we'll edit it for you for $20,000. I mean, and here we are, we're 20 years old. It's like, yeah. I got 20 bucks, you know, yeah. I don't got <laughs> yeah. grand, you know, so we really got lucky with Paul, you know, being in the BMX industry and knowing those guys and yeah. without them and their ideas and stuff, um, the video would have never, you know, been as good as it was. And, I watch it now and it's, you know, I always tell people it's like a dinosaur. The thing's extinct, you know, it's, it's so old school to me now, you know, with all the new technology for yeah. editing and stuff now, but it, it was really cool to, to do. And, uh, you know, we had a blast doing it. That's awesome. Justin, you said something and I want to get both your opinions on it. You said something that you wish you would have known then what you know now. Take yes. me back. And if you could have added a few things that you have now to filming back then. What would they be to the filming? Yeah, well, uh, you know, some of that stuff I was talking with knowing would be, you know, my rod and reel combination as so many times. I remember we were using, uh, you know, monofilament line. Yeah. Know, in the and I'm using a seven foot rod. And it's just I remember many times hooking fish that, I mean, were huge, you know, 15 plus pounders and you can't get them in. You know, and it's I now which is known with braid and the right hook and the split ring. And I mean, you're going to land them, you know, so yeah. uh, 
and and the filming aspect with so much now having the drone footage yeah. and all that so you can you can lay out the cast and you know like i said when sean was dialed in during that during that time i mean he had 10 spots where you would literally cast a bait and you'd have eight to 10 pounders chasing it and i don't mean like three or four i'm talking like 20 wolf so you'd he'd have 10 spots to go do like that and once in a while they'd all move out of the way and one double the size would eat it and you'd literally watch the the 10 pounders swim away and a 20 pounder would come up and eat it or 15 pounder and you can't land them because we had the wrong gear but to have that on a drone or something like that yeah. would be just really incredible yeah because the water was could see it yeah you know what would you go back and change, Sean? Is there one thing you have now that you wish you would have had then? Oh, man, that's a tough one because, uh, you know, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say the, the baits because we had the best baits. We made the best baits. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say, uh, you know, I'd probably say, like Justin said, the equipment. And I would probably say more technology. Like if I could, I look back and I'm like, I wish I would have had 20 spots that had 10 10 pounders on it instead right. of just 10 you know what i mean like if i had technology to go out and side scan and find those little underwater points you know i mean we were using you know topographical maps this is like when gps was just first you know getting real popular yeah. and it's like you know now that the lake's low you you go there and you look at the lake and you're like i didn't even know that point even existed it wasn't on my charts you know what i mean right. i didn't have contact back then yeah so the technology to just find more spots i, I think we could have done a lot more damage yeah, it's interesting. Technology has changed a lot. Here's something I want to uh, ask, and I, this is probably eventually will come through on the IMs, but I want to know, between the two of you guys, how many boats have you won in your career? This is amazing because, listen to me, where we're from, up here in the Northeast, you can't win boats around here. Unless, like, you, <laughs> unless you come to the Ike Live. Uh, yeah, like there's, like, like there's literally two Ike. events a year where we win boats. Now, if you're in Texas – Alabama, you can you can you can win a lot of boats there, but you guys, I I need to know the number. Justin, start with you. How many boats have you won in your career? Uh, I'm not as many as Sean. Um, some team and some pro. Uh, I'm maybe six Dang. six boats Girl. probably six boats and a truck. So Sean probably got me beat. <laughs> Sean, how many? Well. So I kind of got screwed because some, some of the circuits we fished, they stopped giving <laughs> boats away and they gave cash away, you know? Yeah. So I physically I've won nine boats, but wow. I've won like like 15 tournaments that, that, that they used to give a boat away for and then they ended up giving cash away for. So physical boats that I've had to sell is I've, I've won nine boats. Oh, my God. That's, That's amazing, amazing Dave. Isn't that, isn't that incredible? Don't you wish we had that here? I mean – we just don't have the events to do that. No, we have you know? none. Like we have, none. we have your one, event. And that's or, it. One or two. We. What's the second? You well, have we your used, event. We used to have Foxwoods back in the day. That went away. That yeah. was, you know, a short-lived circuit. But sometimes the cash yeah. is better than. <laughs> yeah. We don't have any big bodies For of water. Sure. Here. <laughs> that's true. That's true. We're we're a little little shorter on bodies of water. Uh, I I want to touch on something I didn't get to talk uh, to those guys a lot about, which is. The influence that this video's had and the influence that you guys have personally had on the growth and development of new swim baits. Um, I want to talk to you about that because I know both of you, 
have gotten to work with some great companies over the years. Uh, Justin, you've been to Japan. You've you've got to see bait development on a whole new scale. Dude, I'm I'm a fish head to the point where I follow so many Japanese accounts on social media just to see the pictures. I don't know. I have no idea what the hell the text means. I can't understand it. But I follow the pictures. And, dude, I see the influence that this video and you guys have had on bait design there. It's unbelievable. Like all these years later, I'll see, you know, a Huddleston tail on like a hard bait. Or I'll see, you know, talk a little bit about that because that's – it's it's got to be cool yeah. feeling. It's got to be rewarding, but it also might be a little frustrating. Justin, start yeah. with that. It, it's you know for me you know a couple of things at the time you know we were young kids and uh, we didn't have the marketing brains at the time you know and it would have been great to have been able to make our own bait at the time and and put it out and you know it'd still be good today but you know uh, obviously like the technology on these baits and. Uh, the big glide baits, uh, a whole nother aspect of swim bait fishing, you know, yeah. and uh, I really haven't got into it too, too much uh, in the big glide bait fishing. Uh, I know Sean does a ton of it. Um, you know, for me, I'm more of a guide now. Uh, I If I'm using a big swim bait or something like that, it's it's a topwater bait. And uh, I for me, it, it's it's something I do around the spring and in the fall and it, it's, it works really good for me. So, you know, Sean's really into that glide baiting and he knows a tremendous amount about it, but it's totally, totally changed in uh, the technology and the way that the fish get accustomed to looking at certain lures Yeah, and uh, how, yeah, they just, they get totally, and especially in the clear water where we fish a lot, yeah. it's, uh, they really get toned in on the bait. So, um, Seeing that new development and having new baits all the time is is key. Yeah, for sure. Do you stay? Totally. Up, yeah, Sean. Do you stay up with it? Do you? Are you constantly trying to get new baits and tweaking existing baits, or are you satisfied with the arsenal you have right now? No, I'm I'm one of those guys that's always trying to think of the next best thing or try to find the next best thing. And you know, years ago for me, it started with you know I couldn't afford to go buy like a, an original castaic hard bait, which was like, you know, guys now make like crank down baits. It's like a two piece wood bait with a bill on there that you wind underwater, but it floats also, you know, I couldn't afford to buy baits like that, you know, like, uh, so I would just, just, just like, I'm going to make it, you know, I'm going to try and make one, you know what I mean? And like Matt said on the on earlier today is like, I, the first one I made, it was just out of a, a dowel and it swam like crap, but it got bit so good. And like little things like that, opened up to my eyes to like, oh, it doesn't have to swim perfect to get bit. Yeah. And maybe the reason it got bit is because it didn't swim perfect and maybe it looked injured and maybe that's what they're keyed in on instead of this perfect S swimming, you know, bait that looks like a fish, you know yeah. what I mean? And, and Newman was saying like, he got, I got bit and he didn't. And I'm thinking, and then, so I'm like, well, maybe I'll make something that just moves, you know? And a lot of my baits that I made back when me and Dave were making baits, like, they didn't even swim. It was more of like they floated. I throw it out there and I just twitch it and just the, just twitch it on the surface, making it look real injured. You know, would get a lot of bites. Yeah. And it, and I see the way guys are making baits now. You know, we me and Dave were making baits like that for years before the video came out. And guys were always asking after tournaments, like, "Would you catch them on?" And I would just say a, a Bailey trout. 
because I made it and I, I, there was yeah. no game for it. And, uh, you know, and, and now I see guys like Roman made and stuff and they put their videos out on how they make them and they have templates and sanders and, and you know, and, and I don't know if they did it because we didn't like that or it's just because, you know, that's a, an easier way to make it. But I mean, we definitely started the craze to the guy in the garage to start making their own baits instead yeah. of looking at the Internet to buy one. Yeah, it, it, it's incredible. And, and, you know, it's hard to wrap your hands around it. I, you know, I don't know you, you could put a number on it, but I wonder how many millions of dollars, uh, you know, income has come because of this, indirectly because of this video. It's hard to think about it, you know, because I believe that a lot, I, I believe a lot of companies were inspired by this and created baits off of this and what you guys are doing. I wonder what that number is. Couple million, no ten million. It's, it's got to be pretty good. Tremendous. It's a lot of money. I wish, I wish we all had it to share. Uh, Dave, I know we got some IMs coming through. What do we have? So it's excellent you brought that up. So um, Justin and Sean, uh, BP from South Knoxville wants to know: Was there any sponsorships that came after the release of that video? Well, nothing, nothing directly related to swim bait fishing. But me and Justin were, you know, well into our like, you know early tournament career and uh we both got sponsored by evergreen international which is a giant japanese company uh i can know your friends with marizo really good He's oh a yeah great friend of well and uh when that mm-hmm. video first came out it was right when we first got sponsored by them and you know they they i remember all sitting in a room and they were they had just got done watching it yeah, in a hotel not. room in vegas and we had a meeting at icast and they came down and the, the first thing they said was too many big bass in one video. And I, and I told them that that's impossible, you know, but they're thinkers, they're thinkers and they, and they would, they would have stretched that out over into five videos and, and right. sold five videos and made a lot more money than we did, you know? <laughs> Here's another question, Justin and Sean on our YouTube feed. Roy Hawk wants to know. Roy Hawk. Yeah. Is it the Roy Hawk or is it another? I don't know who Roy the Roy Hawk is. It's Roy Hawk. Oh, okay. It's, it's gotta Roy be the Roy oh. Hawk. It is Roy Hawk. It's He's, actually Roy Hawk. Shout out to Roy. He says there's something fascinating about getting bass to bite big terrestrials like rats and birds, etc. What do you guys think about it, and what are your favorites? Oh, that's a good one. Roy Hawk. Go ahead, Doug. go first. Uh, well, yeah, I, I do like this. We were talking earlier. I do uh, like fishing the top water, you know, swim bait per se, and I do use a rat a lot, and uh, I do use a Woodrow rat, and and actually I won a California Open on the rat, and it's you know one of those things where I don't like I said, in swim bait fishing is, is so hit or miss. And sometimes you got to really be on them to, to get, to catch them, to win some money. So sometimes I don't do it, you know, cause I need to get a paycheck for my family too. Yeah. So, and you can swing and miss, you know that. So, um, but the rat, you know, at a place where, you know, they're going to eat big baits and, uh, that rat gets bit a lot. So that, that was what I, uh, used to win the California open on. So, I mean, I've caught probably the most big fish on Huddleston, obviously. Uh, all, all of us probably have. But I'd say the, my favorite bait to fish is by far a triple trout. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, me and Paul has, have done so much damage on that thing. Uh, I've won so much money. Me and Paul held the record for a, a five-fish limit. I mean, I know Matt was talking about Dana's 63-pound limit, oh. and that was seven fish. But me and Paul had 44 for five fish during the day. <laughs> And I'll tell you, I'll tell you a quick little story about that thing. Matt didn't know about the bait yet. So I had, 
I had been doing my best to keep it a secret for Matt for as long as I could. And we were in a tournament that day and Matt was near us on a spot and I ended up catching like a six. And I already had a six in my, in my well. And so I pulled both of them out and I'm looking at them and, I, and just for fun, I put them both on a balance beam. To, and, and Newman's all, what, you know, just to get in his head a little bit. And he's like, what are you doing? Why are you balance beaming six pounders? And I took one off and I just dropped it in the water. And I'm all, I'm culling sixes, dude. And I just, I knew right then I just ruined that guy for the rest of the day. (laughs) (laughs) But it, it, for me, it was the funnest bait to fish. I could burn it. I could, I could, uh, sink it out super deep and wind it slow. I could, I could tune it to where I could weight it deeper. I could burn it. I could wake it. It, it was just the funnest bait for me to fish. Yeah. It's awesome bait. Is the, is, is the triple trout still as effective now as it was back then when when it first hit the scene um i think so times for sure for yeah sure. certain times it is for sure but it's well known it's it's mm-hmm. been well fished and uh there's a time and a place for it but it's yeah. like, nothing will ever be like the first year a new bait comes out you know what i mean yeah it'll, it's still good but it'll, it'll never be the same yeah never yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, Brian and I had one of those experiences here and, and, you know, East coast, New Jersey swim bait fishing for sure. Doesn't, isn't at all on the same par what you guys are talking about. But I remember this, like it was yesterday. This is when through lines were first really hitting, you know? And I remember, I think like ish or somebody turned me, started turning me on to to the through lines, the, uh, the baby ease and, um, we were doing well with them out, out in Texas at Amistad and Falcon and places like that. But we brought them back here to New Jersey on these South Jersey little yeah. mill ponds. And it was exactly what you guys are talking about. You know, the first year, it was like you could not go anywhere. It was ridiculous. And not catch a 20-pound limit. And in, in Jersey, that's like catching a 30-pound limit. Or you know? a 60-pound limit. <laughs> yeah, like a 60-pound limit. It, and it was insane, not just the amount of bites, but the way they would eat it. Yep. And then how they were interested, how in they it. were interested in it. And then it's like every year that would go past, you, you'd get spoiled and you'd go out expecting that same thing and nah. you could see it. it. It was undeniable that every year it would, it would get, it would fall off to where they'd get, they got used to it. Yeah. You could still yeah. catch them, but they'd get, they'd get used to it. Is, is it that way for swim baiting across the board for big bait fishing across the board? I yeah. think. A lot of all fishing, a lot is what all I've fishing, noticed, yeah. and all especially fishing. living on the coast for me. Yeah, you know, uh, I, that a new bait is is just huge all the time. The technology is so incredible, and the guys find all the spots with everything, and it's just not the same. So being on top of new new baits all the time, I I think it's it's a must, you know. Yeah. So I especially with a swim bait because it's such a sight oriented bait. Yeah, you know? would you agree with that, Sean? Oh yeah, yeah. There's all. We're, that's why we're always looking for the next best thing is yeah. they, they, they're so smart. And they, I always tell people there's only a certain percentage of aggressive fish in the lake that are easy to catch the, the dumb ones, you know, and those yeah. are the ones that we all catch, you know what I mean? And then there's a, a bigger percentage of fish in each lake that are the smart ones that never probably get caught or very, very, very rarely get caught. Yeah. So in my head, I'm only fishing for a small percentage of fish that actually live in that lake. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and once you throw all those dumb ones your bait, they become a little smarter and a little smarter and a little smarter. Yeah. 
Yeah, I agree with that 100%. Uh, I asked, uh, I asked Paul and Matt and Dave the same question. I want to ask you guys, what's the next big thing? What's the next big bait, uh, that's going to emerge in the bass fishing world? So, swim bait or non-swim bait? What's, what's the next big thing? Oh, man. That's a tough one because, you know, there's it, so it, much stuff. Um, there's so much stuff already. Like, you know, it's just, it's, it's really hard to predict what's going to be the next thing. But, uh, I have a feeling that it's going to be something that has some sort of, you know, different retrieve. Like, you know, it doesn't come in like a fish. It doesn't glide left to right. Maybe it's something that's going to like swim up 10 feet and then down to the left 10 feet and then back over here 10 feet. Yeah. It may all have something to do with like, a bill of some sort that maybe if you were to like rip your rod tip and it changes that angle to on a bill that it would now set it to that direction. And then you can maybe like pop it again and switch the bill to a different direction and it'll take it over this way. I mean, there's a lot of things that I've thought about that I'm not good enough to create, but there's a lot of cool things that you could come up with if you were smart enough. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Justin, yeah. what do you think? Yeah. For me, I mean, it's, the technology, I, I can't even keep up. I'm so old school, but I'm so young. It's crazy. I feel like I'm 80 sometimes with the technology. I'm like, I can't do anything, you know? So, um, me, it's, it's just, it's incredible with the technology. And I, I think, uh, you know, crankbait technology and, and, and chatterbaiting and stuff like that. It's been so worked over. It's got, it's going to be totally something off the wall. Most likely some sort of swim bait deal, I think, because it's such a site, site thing, kind of like an Alabama rig. You know, that yeah. was a, a big thing was it had swim baits on it. So for me, it probably will be some swim bait, like Sean's saying, some type of thing that will glide or do something crazy. And uh, someone was going to figure it out. There's a lot of technology that so it, it will be done. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Some big's going to happen. It seems like to me, it's like I think like every seems like about every five years. Magnum uh, Ned Rig. Yeah. Magnum five, Ned Rig. Years, <laughs> yeah, it's every yep. five years. Let me remind everybody watching, uh, if you've got a question for Justin or Sean, uh, please hit us up on the IM, and uh, Dave will get your question through. Here's one I had, guys. A lot of our listeners, a lot of people watching and listening right now, they fish in places with smallmouth. Uh, both you guys have a tremendous amount of experience on lakes out there with smallmouth in them. Tell me a little bit about, you know, big baiting for the brown ones, because so many guys out here, especially on the East Coast, I think they think you get around smallmouth, you got to throw a spinning rod, you got to throw light, little, little light, you know, little baits, light line. And I know that works. There's time for that. But is there a time to throw big baits and swim baits for smallmouth? I mean, absolutely. Go, go. You go ahead, Sean, first. Oh, yeah, there's. There's definitely a time, and, you know, when me and Justin moved to Lake Havasu, which is, you know, got a ton of smallmouth and a ton of largemouth, uh, it was my first experience, like, you know, throwing a swim bait and actually accidentally catching some smallmouth, and it really opened my eyes to what those little brown suckers are capable of, you know what I mean? And I'm yeah. over there fishing for big stripers and big largemouth, throwing a, you know, an eight-inch punker, and, like, a two-pound smallmouth blows up on it, and I hook it, and I'm like, what – what are you doing? And then as it progressed, you know, like the first couple of years we were there, how many smallmouth we caught on big, big baits. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I, I really, you know, my advice to people that fish for smallmouth is 
don't think of them as smallmouth. Just think of them as a fish, and they all, they eat big right. baits. You know? Like yeah. just because they're smallmouth and they're brown, it doesn't mean he's not going to try to eat an eight-inch bait. They're going to try. Yeah. I mean, we've got shad and we've got giant thread fins, and you know we'll we'll be catching one on a on a Ned rig or something, and it'll blow out a, a, a seven-inch thread fin shad. You know, and I'm like, I'm over here throwing a two-inch Ned rig. I need to go back to my my roots. I mean, this thing's eating what I want to throw. Why don't I throw it? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and they're to me they're they're super aggressive. The breed is is highly aggressive. Yeah. So of course, and they're gonna track it down. You know that. I mean, that's I've like I said, I've I've used a lot of ten inch baits on them too, like Sean a lot. And they it, it doesn't matter how big it is, as long as you can wind it super fast, they're gonna eat it. You know, so uh, a lot of that time, and and also as Sean says with the punker, I mean we've caught a lot of giant smallmouth on a big top water. So. Uh, you know, big top water and some swim bait that moves extremely fast and make them challenge them, they, they eat it for sure. Yeah. I, I love I, swim baits for, for small mouth. Love it. Yeah. I've, I, I've, uh, I've seen some images come through on social media of just mm. giant small mouth caught on swim baits. And that's like, that's a dream. I mean, a, a giant top water and a small mouth or a giant swim bait and a small mouth, dude, yeah. it's, that make that, that makes my hair stand up my hair on my arms, man. Thinking about it, it's <laughs> like a we, giant we, brown one, like a like, giant giant brown one. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's and crazy. we get those river lakes. Yeah, Dave, you got you got some coming through. So we do. Uh, Roy Hawk uh, wants to know, Justin, can you explain why you got the nickname Mumbles? <laughs> why, why is Roy on me tonight, man? Why is Roy on me? No. <laughs> Just because uh, usually I'm talking in the front of the boat and nobody can hear me in the back of the boat. So that's usually, and then I turn around and say, do you hear me? And they say, nope. So I just kind of got the name as uh, Mumbles. They say, oh, why don't you speak up, Mumbles? Why don't you speak up, Mumbles? So I got that a long time ago, but uh, it really hasn't carried on. But maybe thanks to Roy, it's, it's back. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Good stuff. And uh, Sean, <laughs> Wawa Hoagie Lady wants to know, we asked your brother earlier about your 14-inch Senko win. Maybe you can explain it a little bit deeper. Yeah, that was just, uh, I don't know. It, like Matt said, like I had, so Huddleston was putting on this tournament, which was a one fish take all, one winner. Big fish takes the whole pot. It was 10 grand. And it was like 700 or 500 bucks to enter. And I'm driving up there and I'm thinking, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to try to come up with a game plan. Actually, it was before I was driving. I'm going to come up with a game plan. And it was only a six hour tournament. So I'm like, I'm going to throw a big giant swim bait, of course, for three hours. If I don't, if I don't catch a giant one, I'm going to go to this rock pile that I know of, that I like, that's super deep. And I'm going to glue these two Senkos together because it was August. So I knew there would be some deep fish. So I, I made this whole rig up. I don't know what made me do it or what I did, but I told Paul that I was going to go do it. And then after the tournament, you know, he's down there at the docks and he's like, what, you know, how'd you do? And I'm like, I caught him on the rock pile. I said I was going to catch him on. I don't know. I, just one of those weird things that happened that you kind of like called a few days before and it actually happened. I don't know. It was, it was, a, it was a cool day, though. I mean, I, I caught one almost 10 and made 10 grand. But is it true on your first cast with the 14-inch one that you caught, you know, you caught a 10-pounder? Yeah, I, I, it was my, I, had, I had caught a six on a swim bait, and I knew that probably wasn't going to be big enough. So right at my three-hour cutoff, I went right out to this rock pile, 
and I had it rigged up where I had like a 6.0 EWG on one end with a little leader to another 6.0 EWG on the opposite end. And when I put it in the water, it kind of like, you know, it sank really cool looking. I'm like, this is, this, this will get bit. And my first cast, I sunk it out to like 25 foot and I got bit and I caught that fish. Oh wow. My God. wow. No weight on it? Wow. I mean, a, a seven inch Sanko by itself has so much salt in it that yes. it's going to sink fast. Yep. But two together with two EWGs, I mean, it sunk fast. <laughs> wow. Actually, wow. I was told they put sand in those things, and that's why they sink so well. I don't know if that's true or not. It's not salt that makes them sink like nah, that. It's... It makes them heavy. It's actually sand. I don't know if that's true or not. I don't know. I heard it was salt, but yeah, I don't make them. pretty salty when you bite them. <laughs> no, but I was heard. I don't know. Well, I don't even know what I know. I don't, yeah. know. I don't know. All right. I'm uh, a minor in the social media, and I have one come through for both you guys from Kevin. On on swim baits, big baits. And Kevin. It just says Kevin, uh-huh. and it says, guys, what's more important when picking, uh, when swim bait fishing, uh, picking the right color, the right size, or the right retrieve of a swim bait? Which one's the most important? Go ahead, Sean. Uh, color to me means nothing on a swim bait. Yeah. Uh, so that's out. Um, I'm gonna say. Uh, Size probably doesn't matter either. Uh, so I'm going to say with what style bait you throw is if for the, for the conditions you're fishing yeah. on your, it's what style bait, whether it be a wake bait, a glide bait, uh, a Huddleston style bait. That's probably the most important, uh, aspect of swim baiting is to figure out what bait is the most effective for that time on your lake. Yeah. I, I believe the same thing. Uh, I mean, I was going to say, you know, obviously the way it swims. So like, you know, if they're up shallow, you got something moving fast, you can use a, you know, faster tree swim bait or they're on the bottom, use a bottom swim bait. So yeah, I, I think the same thing is, is how it works is the most important. Gotcha. That's a good one. And then, uh, Noah, Justin, this one's for you from Noah. Mm-hmm. Uh, how, how did the winning the U S open change your life or change your career? Uh, well, it kept me bass fishing, <laughs> of course. Uh, you know, that's the one thing, uh, I could say is, uh, most, most of all my, uh, uh, expenses and everything I get is, is all from bass fishing. So, yeah. um, winning that was, is, it was huge and it, you know, it helped me, uh, obviously with Evergreen and, uh, everybody else that's supported me along the way. It's definitely helped me and, and, um, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for it. Yeah, that's 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 a that's a big one. I I honestly just I can't wait. I haven't fished that event yet. That's mm-hmm. that is bucket yeah. list for me to just come out and fish that. It's awesome. Yeah, awesome. I was happy for Justin and that thing, but that sucker stole that tournament from me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, yeah, he was he was leading. He was leading. For two I days, didn't know that. Was, oh my god. Yeah. yeah, and it was the he, second time he, I got sec- I got second. <laughs> Wow, dude. Yeah, he was bleeding. And I and I, I went I remember I went up in the morning to him. I said, Hey man, I was like in fifth or sixth place and I told him, Hey, just do your thing, dude. Get it done. Yeah. And I, I won an FLW tournament, so I was like, you know, we're both evergreen guys, so we just, you know, want to get it done right now, you know? Yeah. And uh, I told him, get it done. And I he had a rough day and, and then I you went out and screwed I just, him. I, yeah, I had a little, <laughs> little, 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 little good. So I got, I just got fortunate. Uh, yeah. it's, 
It's a hard one. That's a hard one to win. I've, I mean, I've just followed it over the years, but it from afar, it looks like one of the most challenging events you could ever fish. I mean, nobody ever it blows it away. It's always super close. It always comes down to one fish. Justin, I think in your win, I think I read somewhere that you you caught like the winning fish on the way back to the ramp or something. Didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, and that and that's how Lake Mead is. Yeah. It is a it's a fickle fishery and uh the US Open, you know, to me, I liked it in the in the heat days when it was always and when it was really hot cuz that tested even more. And even one time I went down, I was sick in one of them, it was so hot. So uh, it does happen to everybody, you know, and I think that was a huge factor. Now it's a little later, which is great because everyone gets the fish, but uh, the fishing is just a little different, you know, than yeah. when it's extremely hot and still and 115 degrees and it's just, it's, it's a grind, you know, for today. Wow. That's crazy. 15, and then uh, this is 18. the last, this is the last one that came through on uh, social media and this is for both you guys. Um, and this is from mandingo and he his question is um knowing both you guys are from lake havasu is it true that back in the day byron velvick won the Caucasaurus contest three years running in party cove i'm sure he did <laughs> i'm sure he did yeah, it, it's it's still crazy like that. It, it's mellowed out a little bit, but uh, I wish I was live, living back then with Byron. We'd have fun. <laughs> what, does Byron have a mule? Uh, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm not here to say anything, but... Who knows? Could be... Well, I mean, you could say the guy's a mule or not. It's not like you well, Listen to me. If he, Dave, <laughs> Dave, listen to me. You've got to remember Lake Havasu in yeah. the days. Think think about the MTV days when, you know, right. MTV, you know, I mean, you're talking about Cock it's the shorts. spring de- the break destination of the, the Midwest to the West Coast. Okay. Millions of people mm-hmm. coming. Cock They'd shorts. all get in this one cove. <laughs> right. And yeah. compete for this Caucasaurus contest. Oh, they, they pull the junk out? They pull their junk out. So you got thousands of dudes. He got the belt? Three years running. What? He got the Caucasaurus contest. Three years running. Now, is it a flaccid or is it is it full blooded engorged? I, I think I think most of them were flaccid to semi during the. What, what are we talking about? What kind of weight are we talking? I don't know. I don't know. Justin, <laughs> you have any? Sean, do you guys have any knowledge on the exact? Never, uh, I've never even heard of this contest. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to see that, dude. I don't know, man. <laughs> let Let me put it this way: in a Caucasaurus contest right now, I'm giving you my top three. I'm putting Byron at the top, obviously, because he won three years running. I'm going to put Aaron Martins at a steady number two, and I'm going to put our very own Brian the Carpenter at number three. I'll Dang. take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> Aaron, Aaron swinging, swinging a tail too. Did you hey. ever see him? You could say you could sometimes you just see a person. You're like, yeah. Now you don't gotta tell me, dude. I strip searched about a thousand guys, and okay, I'll tell you right now. <laughs> I was, I was a correction officer, guys. So listen, I'm going to tell you right now. Listen. I'm going to tell you right now. You just tell by the look on their face. They look kind of dumb. I look little, dumb. Little, tiny, skinny Puerto Rican guys, baby arms swinging between their legs, dude. Forget the whole black thing. I'm telling you right now. Little Puerto Rican little, dudes little, are... Little Spanish guys. Dude, bazookas. Wow. Damn it. Becky's storming over here right I now. I Shut this shit down. We're getting ready to get cut off here any second. We're talking about giant penises. Um, <laughs> it's crazy. Speaking of swim baits. Speaking of swim baits. <laughs> uh, it's awesome. Uh, 
we got away from it, dude. I, I, I can't thank you guys enough for coming on and reflecting back on this time. Um, it, it was, uh, I, I said this to those guys. I want to say it to you. Thank you for letting me into that world. Uh, it was, it was unbelievable. I, I was, you know, I was a kid back then too. And I felt, I felt like I was, you know, privy to something that was a secret. It was so amazing to see you guys at what you do and your craft. And, uh, and this video really did, it changed the world in bass fishing, man. And I, and I appreciate it. Thank you for, for doing that for sure. It was a pleasure, you know, having you come out on uh, that day that you came out with this. It, I mean, we had a great, great time and, uh, I'm glad that you were able to, you know, come out and see what we do. It, it was awesome. Uh, let me let you guys do a little plug into Justin, uh, guys listen to watch it right now. They want to follow you. They want to keep up with you. How can they do it? I'm Justin Kerr fishing, um, Facebook and, uh, Justin Kerr on, uh, Instagram. And, uh, you know, once again, too, thanks for, uh, having us and, I respect everything you do and uh, help the sport and everything you do, man. It's it's awesome and I watch you for years and uh, I totally got a lot of respect for you, man. You're awesome. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. And and Sean, I know a lot of people listening tonight are like, man, I got to get out to Havasu. Freaking place has got big large mouth, big small place mouth. It's got them. It's got them. Uh, how how can they find you? How can they look you up and fish with you? Uh, on Facebook, uh, it's a uh, Sean Bailey Guide Service. Uh, same with on uh, Instagram. Uh, Sean Bailey Guide Service. Uh, you can email me at uh, seanbaileyfishing at yahoo.com if you're interested. Um, I just want to uh, make a little shameless plug for Evergreen. We, uh, me and Justin designed a, a new big swim bait rod. Uh, if anybody's looking, you know, for a big, big swim bait rod, I, we designed one. It's eight foot six, double extra heavy. Uh, yeah, for the long cast, it's you know, it's it's perfect for a big punker, a Huddleston, a ten inch triple trout, anything that's you know eight ounces or bigger type bait. We, we designed it for that stuff. So I've been, you know, me and Justin have been testing it and it's just come out here in the last couple of weeks and it's a, it's a bad rod. It's, wow. it's bad to the bone, 200 bucks. And it's great just for, you know, an entry level guy all the way up to a guy like me who spent their whole life doing it. Uh, it's a great rod. And uh, other than that, I just want to, you know, thanks for having us. Love yep. everything you do, Mike. I love watching you. You guys super fun to watch. I appreciate it. I appreciate it, guys. Thanks for coming on, and Thanks. I wish both of you the best this year in tournaments, guide, and fun fishing, whatever you do. Thanks. Thanks, Thanks guys. Yes. Okay. Yes. Love it. Good Justin job, and Sean, everybody. We didn't focus enough on how many boats those dudes won. That's they ridiculous, <laughs> dude. All those guys. Hold on. Wait. I got one All more. those guys. Justin and Sean, before you hang up. Oh, it's still there? Yeah. <laughs> Good thing yeah. I didn't call them assholes. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't, don't tip out just yet, and don't answer this if you know it. So Kent Brown texted me something. Yeah. And I'm going to throw this out there. Yeah. West Coast trivia. Okay. Jo Gary Dobbins and John Murray have won a combined how many boats in their career? Oh, I know Mur I know Murray's won a ridiculous uh, amount. Eight, 80 boats. Yeah. Eight, I'm saying 88. 80. They're, they're yeah, really, I think, really I think, close. Uh, Dobbins has won 40 and Murray's won like 30-something. So close to 80. First correct answer on our message board. Or Facebook, because Zog's on Facebook, gets a Mike Live gift bag, which Mike's got over there. Uh, right here. First correct answer. First correct answer. Wow. Okay. That's insane. I see it. I see it. Oh, yeah. my God. It's 80 insane. boats? Yeah. Zog? That's insane. Yeah, that's back, that's back when they gave a boat away for a $300 Pro-Am. I mean, it was those were the good days. They were wow. the good days, man. We had, yeah. we, had, we had a damn boat giveaway for Cooper River. It's Cooper done. River. It's over yeah. with. Mac, and U Mac Utah got it. 
Mac in Utah. Mac Utah. Mac Utah got it. What's the correct number? Johnny What's the Utah. number? Mac Utah guessed at 77. New York, Chris, you were one boat away. <laughs> wow. <laughs> 77? Yeah, 77. Holy hell. Mac Utah, send your info through. Gary Dobbins has got 40. John Murray's got 37. However, he's got like five pickups. Hey, wow. forget about it. Forget about it. That's unbelievable, man. That's yeah, amazing. Wow. Crazy. Crazy, They're crazy, amazing. crazy. Unbelievable to keep up with. Thank you, guys. Have a good yeah, one. Thank you. Have a good day. Have a good year. Okay. Night. Man, that was awesome. I love it. I love it. The reminiscing, man. The reminiscing about that era. It's just so crazy that I I tried putting these guys on the spot about, you know, like, it's hard because I, I think everybody we had on tonight, they're very, they're humble. They don't want to, they don't want to admit to it. But dude. All these guys changed change the sport, you know? And, and, and I, I kept saying, asking that question. I'm like, you look back on it and think that you changed it. And they, they really did, you know? They, they were all humble and they didn't want to admit to it, but they did. Hey, somebody uh, went on the IM board about us not having enough boat tournaments around. He said, you need to host one and give Brian's boat away. <laughs> First place. <laughs> Maybe we should. <laughs> Pete Clusick can be the MC. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> and take all the credit for the boat build. <laughs> Shout out to Pete. Uh, I want to thank Brian everybody for tuning in tonight. It was it was a cool cool show. I'm so glad. I enjoyed the hell out of it. I man. enjoyed the hell out of it. Dude, it's a good change of pace. You know, we talking a lot, Brian, about trying to get away from just the normal tournament winners on the show. We still want to do some of that, right? John Cox is Skyping in right now. John Cox <laughs> Skyping in right now. We, I mean, <laughs> we definitely want to keep doing that. But it's nice that we're getting away from that a little bit. Oh, dude, fishing's so much bigger than just tournament so fishing. Mu- it's so much bigger than tournament fishing, dude. It's, it's about this stuff. It's, yep. you know, we, we had one of the Philadelphia Eagles on uh, last week. Yep. This is good. It's a good Those direction. Those guys for the were show. amazing. Yeah. Enjoyed the shit out of that. Enjoyed it. Uh, I, for sure, want to thank everybody for watching tonight and talking about the original Big Bait Posse video, talking about Big Bait Fishing. Thank you for tuning in. I want to thank our guest, Brian the Carpenter. Yes. We've got uh, Matt. Uh, we've got Sean, uh, Paul, Justin, and Dave. I want to thank all those guys uh, for coming in and talking about the stories, the experiences uh, from the Big Bait Posse video. I want to remind everybody, if you watched and listened to this show and you haven't seen this video, please, please, please head over to YouTube, put in the search bar, Big Bait Posse, no, and you can watch this thing. It's on, it's on the iRod uh, YouTube channel. It's on the iRide YouTube channel, uh, Big Bait Posse. I think this thing's over 40 minutes long. You're going to see so many ten pound, 8 to 10 pounders caught. It's insane. Uh, Brian DeCarpenter, what do you got? Oh, I'm trying, trying to pull up a video. I'm trying to right pull now. it up right now. Okay, we, we might go out to the video or part of it anyway. I uh, want to thank Zog in the back uh, on social media all night, helping us, of course, with a lot of technical stuff. Uh, Dave Brodzik on IM's night. Thank you, Dave, especially for pouring the whiskey. About halfway through the show, that helped a lot. And uh, and there's Zog. Wait, Zog, put your head back up there again so I could poke at you. Hold on. Epstein's plane. Oh, wait, no. There it goes. There There you go. I'm picking your nose. There you go. And uh, Brian Carpenter, thank you. Good show tonight, man. I agree. Yeah, very, very cool. Very fun. Uh, We're going to announce this winner. I guess through social media, Brian. No, he just won that. Nah, we're going to give another one away, though, for the like and share. And, uh, yeah, the dude, uh, just won the other one. Uh, what else we got? <laughs> got nothing else. I'm done talking. Uh, hope you have a good night. 
Sunday. Sleep well. Have a good week. We're going to go out to the video, Brian. We're going to let that play a little bit. Yeah. Yep. All right. Hope you had a good time. Enjoy it. Uh, we'll see you for the next one. Brian, when's the next one? Kayak tournament or something? Whenever, whenever, Yeah, whenever. you know what? So, yeah. So, uh, the end of February, we got something lined up. Pretty cool in-studio guest. But that's the end of February. Between now and then, Bob's your uncle. We'll figure it out. Okay. Have a good night, everybody. Good night.